Hello and welcome to Healing from Within. I am your host, Cheryl Glick, Reiki Master Teacher and Medium and author of the final book in a trilogy, A New Life Awaits, Spirit Guided Insights to Support Global Awakening, which suggests that by observing our inner soul energy and merging that with the challenges of the physical world, we can achieve a more peaceful, purposeful, and healthy life beyond the present challenges of political, economic, and societal issues and return to our natural state of being, which is eternal and joyful. I am most delighted to welcome Dr. Gail Kimball, the Nautilus award-winning author of 20 books, including Essential Energy Tools. And today we're going to discuss... His, um, her new trilogy of books, Mysteries of Healing, Mysteries of Reality, and Mysteries of Knowledge Beyond the Senses. Hello, Gail, and thank you for joining us on Healing from Within to share with us the many mysteries of this life and beyond. It's my pleasure. It's so much fun to be talking with you from both sides of our continent. You know, it's, it's wonderful. West Coast and East age. Coast. <laughs> yeah. That's great. That's great. Yes. Gail, as listeners of Healing from Within, my guests and I share intimate stories and insights into the metaphysical world of energy in an effort to understand who we are, where we come from, and how to improve our time in the physical world as we transcend challenges, fears, and remember the capacity we have to create with our thoughts and actions a world that shines brightly with hope, compassion, and assists the evolution of soul and human life. In today's episode of Healing from Within, we will explore with Dr. Gail Kimball through her informative trilogy which offers personal reflections and insights from many of the leading figures in the modern scientific world, awakening to deeper understanding of consciousness, the brain, the mind, connection, and the ultimate healing force of our free will. Gail, I always love to ask my guests to think back to their earliest beginnings, their childhood, and remember a person, place, or event that may have shown them or others the lifestyle, values, and interests they might pursue as an adult. For it is my understanding that we are born with a soul guidance system and life plan that over time leads us to the people, places, and events we must experience for our highest personal and soul growth. So think back for a minute. Oh, I yeah, I can think of several things. One is that when I was really young, I had nightmares about wolves chasing me, and I prayed, I asked God, please take these nightmares away, and they went. So it was like a, a evidence to me that what we at when we ask for help and set an intention, we get a result. So that that was a that was a nice manifestation. And another that comes to my mind is in fourth grade, we had a very odd little girl. She was from England. She was kind of blubbery. She always had a runny nose, <laughs> and the other kids weren't nice to her. And so the teacher asked me to take Christine out into the garden <clears throat> near our school. 
so she could talk to the class. So she knew that I would be nice and protective of Christine. So that that kind of set the tone that I'm always uh, interested in supporting the underdog. So my right. books have been about women's uh, equality and equal relationships and, and that kind of thing. Well, you, so that, that kind of set the tone. You were a born healer and your, and your uh, teacher knew who to call upon to, to, to help this child. And uh, certainly it would be nice if more people were like that. And that's what we're trying to do. You, you mentioned to me earlier that you were a Reiki master teacher also. And uh, it, it is in our heart and soul to uh, emit this beautiful love for life and to accept people as they are and to surrender to what happens no matter what and still continue to hope uh, for the best for ourselves and others. It's just in us. It's it's not something we have uh, learned. It's what we were born with. It is the sole capacity to love and have compassion. Also, I had a really loving, wonderful mother. She was like a perfect sweetheart of a mother so and she took my brother and i to the church of religious science which is now called um centers for spiritual enrichment so we always learn positive thinking and your life is what you create with your thought and your intention so i i was fortunate to have yes. that kind of no no sin or guilt or shame yeah. none of that that's beautiful you know i i, I often say to people when it comes up that I don't really understand the emotion of shame. I have, I have not experienced it because I work so hard to do what's right. And if I make a mistake, mistake, I accept responsibility and I fix it to the best of my ability. So shame, it's a very uh, debilitating emotion. And sometimes we're taught that. And I guess I had very excellent parents too, because because oh, uh, I, I I I can't ever remember feeling ashamed, and it's it's such a I mean yes I I've been angry yes uh, I've been wounded and yes I I'm jealousy too I don't really have any of that it's just not in my being so I guess maybe we're old souls. <laughs> and we were lucky to come to avoid that, to, to do our work in a, and live our life in a way that doesn't have to go into the depths of that negative emotion or pit of, you know, unpleasantness. So I'm glad, and I'm glad to share that with you. So tell us how this trilogy came to be and how it may offer a clear understanding of the nature of human and spiritual connections and about the two paradigms, the old scientific paradigm and the new one that's evolving now that you and I are part of. Well, I do energy work as well as being a researcher into this kind of work. And actually, I'm working on a new book now about girls who are leaders in the climate movement. So I'm a person who has a variety of interests and practices. And as part of my work doing sessions on the phone and person-to-person to to get to people's core issues, I went to the Canadian Energy Psychology Conference in Vancouver, no, excuse me, in Toronto in 2018. And 
for some reason, I'd been to other conferences like that, science and consciousness conferences, but it just struck me. Here are these people with PhDs, scientists, um, who are doing healing work from a distance and that kind of thing. And it just, it was so interesting. I thought, I've got to talk to them and find out how do they have the courage to do this kind of work that's considered woo-woo and be an academic or a Ph.D. And I'll, I'll tell you a funny story. Um, when I, I do um, free energy balancings in my little town, and one time I was doing them, and the dean of my school of behavioral and social scientists, where I was a professor, said, oh, Gail, what are you doing? Are, are you doing massage work? And I said, <laughs> I said, no, I'm doing energy work, energy balancing, chakra balancing. I said, would you like one? And he said, no, thank you. <laughs> well, let's, let, let's put it this way. For those who know, no proof is needed. And for those who don't or won't, no proof will suffice. But I wanted to go on to, to describe uh, how you wrote, many of our scientific beliefs are limited in that they can't account for the evidence that consciousness exists beyond the brain. Now, first of all, we have to understand the brain is um, monitoring and uh, creating our physical world. But the mind is the energy of the universe that we're all connected to, uh, our eternal life force. So the dominant materialistic paradigm denies the power of spirit, the miracles of mind, and feelings over matter. And, right. uh, and this, this is, this is the old, this, that's what he believes, that, that scientist you met. Uh, and unconscious, there is unconscious access to information and the possibility of other dimensions beyond what our physical senses tell us, including life after death. So the, I think a good example of that is people like Eben Alexander, who's in my book, who is, as you know, a, a, was a brain surgeon who yes. had an extraordinary near-death experience. And he was a typical materialist paradigm person who believed the only reality is what you can see and touch and, you know, put in a test tube and your genetics and that kind of thing. And then after he had those experiences of the other realms and 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 also being able to remember it when his brain was he said pus and right. so there was there was no material center left to remember um so i think that's so profound because it lets us know one that there the soul goes on yes. that many people who have ndes have a life for you and so Evan Alexander makes the point that we are responsible for what we do here. And if people like our current president and other leaders realized that they have to pay the consequences for their actions, if not here, they will later. So I think they're learning that. I think, I think some of them are learning that, not all of them. But the new paradigm... By the way, uh, I interviewed Dr. Evan Alexander twice recently. He was on my show a few months ago. 
Um, so listeners can go and check out Dr. Evan Alexander. And uh, he changed drastically. He moved from the old right. paradigm to the new pra- paradigm, which is understanding right. energy is everything. We are all connected to universal source and to each other. And there is no death, and sub- soul survives physical death. And uh, And we are creating this physical world with these energetic thoughts. So, and quantum physics tells us that that's yes. true. It's not just some kind of fantasy or illusion or whatever, but quantum physicists have told us that information connects everything. And the, the principle of quantum non-locality tells us once particles like photons are paired, even if they're separated to the end of the universe, if one changes, the other changes in response. So the fact that 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 quantum physics tells us that there's information, that if you look at something or observe it, it changes, whether it's going to be a wave or a particle, that something like an atom could exist in many worlds. I mean, quantum physics sounds really weird, and quantum physicists will tell you that. You know, if it is very weird, and you can't use common sense to understand how the, no, the no, little world you works. Can't, no, 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 you can't understand any of this with your brain. You have <laughs> to understand it with your soul and heart and mind, which is connected uh, to universal source, which is the information field uh, that I, as a medium, uh, retrieve. Info- like a computer, I retrieve information from this energetic field for people, right. and it's accurate. There's no way I could have this information. You talk about a lot of scientists that I've interviewed and met over the last 25 years of researching all this, and um, we're going to get to a few of them, but you also mentioned something that I've never seen before. You write that um, many of the people have a Jewish background, and there's yes. a, a small percentage of Jews in the world Population and Jeffrey Mishlove, uh, who interviewed over a thousand visionary scientists uh, for his video show, discovered this. And why would this be? Well, it, one of the scientists explains in the book that one reason is Jews respect scholarship and learning, yes. but then so do Asians. And we don't have the same percentage of Asians who are doing this kind of um, vanguard work. Because, and another reason is that Jews have lived on the boundaries, um, on the outskirts. They're, they they haven't been mainstream, mm-hmm. and so that gives them a, a different perspective. Um, there's the tradition of the Kabbalah. And you know the yeah. the mystic Judaism. Yeah, four thousand years that. ago. That was four thousand years ago. Uh, you, you know, as a Jew, I I never understood much about angels. I kind of thought they didn't exist. I mean, I was a very uh, practical, business-minded person. I I had this gift from childhood, but I didn't understand it, and I didn't spend the time developing it because I wanted to be in the real world, right? And I guess my parents encouraged that. Uh, but uh, but many psychics and mediums are born. They have this gift from perhaps the past soul life that we've had, 
And Kabbalah does appreciate the fact that there's an afterlife and there are angels and other life forms. Right. And, and, and I didn't know this. I, I didn't know this, but, but I have uh, learned it over the years of my experiences with other people reading and my own powerful personal experiences. So you right. say that these people have had powerful personal experiences and that ultimately takes away the fear and the doubt. Once you know it's real, you can never go backwards. You have already gone right. beyond the brink, and you know it to be true. You know, another interesting thing about the, the scientists is that many of them are also musicians. Um, you know, like Dean Radin, who's well-known for his research, he's an incredible scientist. He was a professional violinist for, for many years. And I think maybe that's part of the um, whole brain uh, yes, awareness, the brain mind literal connection. left brain yeah, yeah. Uh, linear thinkers and also they scored differently on the Myers-Briggs personality inventory they were more extroverted than than the traditional bench scientists so they have a, that, a yeah that would make personality sense structure yeah that, that would make sense to be in the vanguard yeah music trains the the, the mind as well as the brain uh, to right. a higher level and it's funny I never thought of my father who was a podiatrist as being well he was a little I, I guess he was interested in some of this stuff though he didn't discuss it with me uh, but he played the violin mm. and that you mentioned that he had a sensitivity to all of this and right. he, he was very loved by his patients because he, he knew how to make them feel good not only physically right. but spiritually. So, <clears throat> but some of the thank you for saying that their own experiences, like Russell Targ. I don't know if you've heard this story, but his daughter Elizabeth died of cancer, and after her death, she um, came and turned the lights off and on in their house, and then she gave a message of "I love you" in Russian because <laughs> she was fluent in Russian to a nurse who did not understand Russian. So Elizabeth just spelled it out from the other side. And then so Russell would know, okay, this is really, this is really Elizabeth. It's real. Of course it's, it's real. You and I know it's real. And many of our listeners know it's real too. Now you described something about, and I wrote down next to this, all true. The visionary scientists say consciousness doesn't originate in the brain. I was saying that at the beginning of the show. The brain is for our physical life and our physical functions. And they use synonyms like one mind, spirit, energy, the force, matrix, hologram, meaning, fields, biofield, cosmic intelligence, information, panpsychism, uh, beyond space and time, substrate, non-physical web, that's a web of energy, spiritual computer, and fifth dimension. And right. there, and there it is. And you know, another part of that I think is that our sense of linear time is also wrong. Yes. Because all kinds of experiments show that precognition happens, or we can even go back maybe and change the past. So um, all the things that our common sense says, everything is. It's material, it's dense, time is linear, 
the future is ahead of us. It can't be influenced the present. Um, all the things that we think are common sense aren't true on the quantum level. So it's really um, very short-sighted to say that the materialist paradigm is scientific because it's not. It ignores the whole other dimension of the quantum world and parapsychology and the power of intuition and intention and healing from a distance and that kind of thing. And so that you, you asked about what are the implications of, that, of this, the, the trilogy for us, and they make the point, these visionary scientists, that the materialist paradigm says we really don't have free will because we're the outcome of our DNA and our chemistry and our bodies and that it also limits us because you couldn't get information from higher power now you know, you know, hearing that, to me, that is woo-woo. You know, it's the, <laughs> it's the reverse of what reality really is. Right, so, very limiting. Yeah, yeah it's very limiting. It, it, it's, they don't, it's not the story. And this is the understanding. There is another dimension. There is no space and time. There is no past, present, and future. It's all energy happening. Uh, we can be in one dimension and another. Uh, we can have out-of-body experiences. Uh, psi, I'm going to ask you to explain psi phenomena, uh, like clairvoyance, precognition, and distant healing. I have experience and work with all of that. And I'm telling you, it's the last 25 years. Before that, I wasn't functioning that way. I was just trying to be in the physical world, business world, and uh, scientific world, but the science was wrong. And after <laughs> my experience, I I I took this on like a, I took this on. You know, you know, I could tell you a story. You know, Dr. Raymond Moody. Yes, life well, after life. Yes. Well, when I was starting, and I was so sure of this, I went to one. I went a lot of places, but I went to one of his lectures, and I sat there in the audience. And at the end, I went up and I said to you, how could you not say emphatically that life survives physical death? And you just say, maybe, or could be. And I know you believe this, and I'm a medium, and, and I'm putting this out anywhere I go with whoever. And uh, about a year or two after that, he wrote another book. <laughs> and and, and, and I, you. <laughs> uh, his wife was named Cheryl, <laughs> and I'm Cheryl. Right. I, I I was just a little rude, I think, but not meaning to be. I was just so passionate. And and he wrote another book where he has emphatically said it exactly the way it was. No qualms about it. So let's go on to. Uh, we were saying then. Many spiritual teachers talk of a deeper understanding of consciousness, the brain, and the ultimate healing force of free will. So these intertwined thoughts are a process towards self-realization. And that's what the soul is here to do. Find self-realization right, and, and remember itself. So then, right. what, what then is reality? Well... The interesting thing about <clears throat> reality is that it's so multifaceted and multidimensional. Yes. So they, we we use the analogy of the um, the 
Flatland book where the hero lives in a two-dimensional world, and then he discovers, whoa, there's a three-dimensional world. And back in the Flatland two-dimensional world, they think he's a deviant and he's persecuted. So the the idea is that the world of the commonly accepted notion of what's truth is very limiting and restrictive and false and whatever. So the reason the trilogy is so interesting to me is because they give evidence that we have access to um, guidance from without, from from higher source, like uh, Gary Schwartz at the University of Arizona is working on a soul phone. Have you heard about that? I know Gary Schwartz. I yeah. met him 22 years ago. I want to just say <laughs> here, uh, the remote viewing that you talked about, uh, Stephen mm-hmm. Schwartz, uh, I went to a workshop in Arizona. I thought mm-hmm. Stephen Schwartz was Gary Schwartz, who I had met the year before in the Bahamas, but I was supposed to end up there because he was working. Yeah, yeah, we have so much synchronicity going on here. We have reached those six levels that you talk about where it's super synchronicity. So I want to thank you, Dr. Gail Kimball, author of the trilogy, Mysteries of Healing, Mysteries of Reality, and Mysteries of Knowledge Beyond the Senses for sharing a lifetime pursuit of finding out who we are, where we come from, and how to use the energy of our inner soul essence to further advance the spiritual, call it revolution or evolution, we are now involved in, which is going to actually help uh, the human nature and uh, to change our world. So may, we- may I just add that I have a new book out called Calm, How to Thrive in Challenging Times, and it's followed up by calm parents and children that kind of applies the principle in the trilogy to very specific techniques and affirmations and visualizations you can do to stay calm. And exactly so, what we need now at, yeah, during yeah. these challenging times. But I want our listeners to know, uh, to change our world, we must first change ourselves and we have to recognize that our thoughts are creating our reality. Yeah. And we have to take responsibility personally and collectively to be at peace with life itself. So to purchase these books, go to info. In summarizing today's episode of Healing from Within, I have been delighted to revisit many of the scientists, healers, and visionaries who I have either met or interviewed over the last years, 25 years to be exact. And as we know from my first book in the trilogy, Life is No Coincidence, The Life and Afterlife Connection, I consider all who have awakened to the greatest truth of reality, conscious energy, healing, and the infinite wisdom of a loving, expanding, evolving, universal source of intelligence and infinite life are truly blessed to know who they are and to walk this time in this physical world without fear of death because they're seeking hope, joy, and to serve and lead with integrity and courage. Gail Kimball, author of a trilogy of Mysteries of Reality, Healing, and Knowledge Beyond the Senses, has traveled the same road and concluded beyond the shadow of a doubt that so much exists beyond the physical. Right. Yeah. And Gail writes, the three books in the trilogy, 
explore how consciousness shapes reality, enables healing, and provides access to knowledge from beyond the physical senses. These trailblazing scientists in the book conclude that we are more than our physical bodies with more potential than we realize and that science needs to expand to account for consciousness. This new science embraces all of science, but it's reframing it to have a bigger perspective. This means that we can make sense of data that doesn't fit and we can make predictions and it can be tested, confirmed, and it can be disconfirmed. It's yeah. an expansion of science that reverses the old way of thinking, as explained, as you said, Gary Schwartz said. This perspective turns everything on its head. It's like realizing mm-hmm. that the sun no longer revolves around the earth and encourages. I've been talking about this for years. And until yeah. we merge science and spirituality and our, our physical life with our soul or spiritual life, we're not going to have the answers and we're not going to be able to live as we're meant to live. So Gail and I uh, would have listeners know that in search of truth, one finds an enormous amount of free will, freedom, yeah. peace, and love, yeah. and the path. And fun. Yeah, and fun. <laughs> yeah, we can laugh because we're not so overwhelmed by a lot of nonsense. So we can enjoy relationships, nature, and the spiritual aspects of ourselves. For in, actual, right. in actuality, uh, that is all one. And we are energy swirling through time and space, past, present, or future, just the eternal life force of creation and it really is a wonderful life here and beyond I am Cheryl Glick host of Healing from Within and author of A New Life Awaits which shares the spirit of our divinity that lives within that yearns to know itself as love and infinite possibilities seeking to champion the challenges of modern day life whether in body or pure energy the soul is the complete oneness of spirit's intelligence in many lifetimes seeking connection to higher consciousness. Life is indeed a miracle. And please mm-hmm. go to my website, CherylGlick.com, to discover authors exploring the mysteries of life here and beyond. Shows may also be heard on webtalkradio.net and dreamvision7radio.com. Thank you. <laughs> 